You're listening to the Retirement Eligible Podcast. Oh, the meatball story. That was when we sold the car. That's a your, great story. Your car. Was your yeah. Car. So so can you set the stage? Because you're such a good storyteller. I, well, you're the one buying a car. Yeah. I just went along for the ride. I was hung over. I had a lady friend that slept over the night. Well, she didn't sleep over the whole night. She left and... So for the audience to set the stage, if you've ever had this happen, you would know because so my friend and I, you know, we agreed to go to Chicago. And, uh, I said maybe. And we're not I gonna, was a maybe. Right we're not going to tell you, audience, where we're starting out from, but we'll just say that we our ultimate destination was Chicago. So the agreement went something like this. I'm going to show up at about eight in the morning and we're going to take a seven or eight hour, or maybe 12 or 13 Six hour drive. But we're not saying where we're starting from. So we're going to let the audience guess six, seven, eight, nine, ten, okay. twelve hours. We don't know. Anyway. Uh, so so what happened is, is I arrive at my friend's house because he's my sidekick and I'm going to pick up a new car. Not to be confused with sidecar. Not to be confused sidekick with sidecar. Sidecar, <laughs> two different things. So I show up at my friend's house and he's going to be my my passenger and I'm driving my old car so that I could turn it in and get paid in order to go ahead and get my new car. So what ended up happening, folks, is- Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait he, You negotiated a deal, though. I negotiated a deal ahead of time. And they told me, audience, I'll share this to be fully transparent. They said, we'll give you 5000 for your old car. And I won't tell you what kind of car it is because that's not the point. The point is, I had an agreement in writing. I had a verbal, and they said, you drive your car to Chicago. We'll give you cash. We'll put it down on your new car, and then you can drive your old, your new one home. So I was like, that's cool. So I go to pick up my friend, and the first thing that I found fascinating is, is when I rang the bell and knocked on my door of my friend's house, he was not responding. And I was a little concerned because we had a meeting in Chicago about six or seven hours later, there was no ring doorbells back then either. It's no, like there you wasn't. You had to get your ass out of bed and so I was pounding and knocking and and trying to get his attention. Well, ultimately, he came to the door and he was in a little bit. Would you say of a stupor? Perhaps. Oh Jesus! I was still back. Oh my God! Man, I just got to sleep. He, he was with. Uh, could I say a floozy? Yes. Uh, he was with the floozy. And um, and a respectable floozy. Four. I think four in the morning. Why four? Just remember that. And, um, you know, and, well, I mean, I recall a game of butt bongo being She played. might have had school. She might have had school in the morning at eight. I don't know. <laughs> she had to get on the short bus at eight o'clock is what we're hearing. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was a respectable student <laughs> and her favorite class was art. Uh, she enjoyed art class, by the way. My friend uh, was with a floozy. I'm going to use the word floozy because... Not that that's disrespectful to ladies everywhere, but I do feel like she was more of a, would you say more of a party girl, like somebody who was just daring and challenging? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if she, had, if she happens to be listening, is there anything you'd like to say to her now that you call her a floozy? I'd like to say that- um, She was not a floozy. Do you have a sister? No, I'd like Sorry. to say um, if you are a floozy and, and you, you understand that, then we thank you for acknowledging. But if you're thank not- you then we apologize for labeling you as such. Because that's not fair. I don't know you, but I know what you did to my friend. It caused us to be two hours delayed in our trip. What she did was unforgivable. It was unforgivable, the whole thing. 
Would you agree? For sure. And would you want to share any of those experiences without detailing them before our audience so they can get a feel for like how relationships develop? <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> that was that was well said and articulated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I could say there. It was a good time. That was incredible. It was a good and time. Folks, they needed some Gatorade in the morning and I was just in rough shape. But the reality is, is my, so my friend is, he told me no initially and I was going to make the trip alone. But then as friends do, they rally for friends. And what he did is since we knew each other from high school, he said, you know what? He said, give me 10 minutes and I'm going with you. And I knew he had that look in his eye. Like there I was, said, you got to stop at the liquor there was store. no turning back. Yeah. Right. And, and the first thing he said, as he alluded to was stop at the liquor store and I'm in, he goes, if you can do that, then we're going to make the, the trip to Chicago. And we headed off again in, in my older car that I was trading in for a guaranteed race. So before I left, I didn't eat nothing. So I was hungry from the night before. So all I had in my freezer to make quickly was frozen meatballs. <laughs> so I threw them in the microwave, made like, I don't know, 18 frozen meatballs. They cooked while I was getting ready. For- it's 8 a.m.? Yeah, it's 8 a.m. <laughs> throw the frozen meatballs into a Ziploc bag, go to the liquor store, Get my bag of ice and cooler and soda and off we go to Chicago. <laughs> and and the trip went well. Okay, so we went great. Yeah. So we get there, right? And and I was feeling a little uneasy because whenever you buy or sell a car or trade a car in, there's always the dealership, which you know a you lot fucked of fucked up, you didn't get it in writing. Yeah, a lot of people label a dealership as being unscrupulous or yeah. non-credible or something of that nature. It's not read, it's not said to all you people out there. Remember that. Get in the writing. So they they promised me uh, a given amount for my vehicle. And when we got there, um suddenly they said after our significant drive of six to eight hours, they said, uh, you know what? I know we guaranteed you that over the phone, but after seeing your car. We feel it needs a little bit more cleanup, so we're going to give you a reduced fee. And and they know they had us, right? Because we drove there. We were going to get a hotel, spend the night, and uh, and we were already committed to trading in the vehicle to get the vehicle of choice that we wanted back in return. Well, what ended up happening is, is um, as I was talking with the um, sales manager of the dealership and arguing about the price... My friend here um, took charge, and maybe you want to share. Well, a I overheard bit about, everything going on here. I'm like, yeah, what that's was going right. through your mind at that time? I'm like, time? this is bullshit. That's right. I go, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I know this is typical car dealership bullshit that everybody it was bullshit. Everybody in the world probably went through this bullshit. So I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm drunk now because I have about a. What's the, bullshit? The, the bullshit was for the audience. Uh, not to I'm give not the clear. trade-in value. Right. So they, they said, we're going to give you $5,000. And then when I got there, they said 4500 or whatever. Because it, like the that. steering wheel needed cleaning. Yeah. And I took my fingernail and peeled it off. I'm like, this is some bullshit. They you said know, it was the steering wheel had too much grease on it or whatever, which was a bunch of I bullshit. told them to walk. I said, fuck it. Let's take it. I'll drive your car back tomorrow. You, you did you say that. One. You said but that. he's like, ah, so I'm like, we yeah. made the trip. I'm like, you know, a deal is a deal. But even though they're being unscrupulous, I'm not going to lower my standards for their. So now they're fucking around with him in a dealership, taking all the time in the world for paperwork. We want a party now. Buy the fucking car. Let's go run a party. Right. That's right. what. I, that's my whole 
Well, and you had butt plugs to give out. Yeah, my whole thing was, <laughs> fucking, let's go. We're going to party in Chicago. All right, I'm already juiced. Let's go. So I'm in this dealership. He's taking all fucking day. I'm at another <laughs> phone. I go sit at another salesman desk. I look at their number. I'm dialing their own dealership saying, hello. You know, I'm calling herself up, asking for the manager to try to get his deal done. Right? <laughs> They're dicking around. I go, fuck it. I went back in the car and I had my bag of meatballs. I took, I took them out of the fucking bag and I threw them on. I hit them under the seat. I didn't throw them under the seat where you can see them. I kind of tucked them under the seat. It was kind of wrong of me to do that. But that's what they get for fucking around. I go, you want to fucking pay for a $500 cleaning of the car? You're going to wonder what the stanky smell is about a week from now. Saying <laughs> there are rotten meat, meatballs in there. So I took whatever meatballs I had left and I fucking hit them underneath the seat of this car. And, and, and to this day, you wonder if they ever really found them. But I go, take the fucking deal now. They want to charge you $500 for cleaning? Let them find these like, stinky meatballs I hit. Oh, fucking car dealerships. Thieves. Those are thieves, I tell you. So what we decided to do is we decided to take the deal and we put the meatballs under the seat and we left with less money than they committed to. And the reality was is, um, you know, it, it worked out, but we still felt like it wasn't fair to us. And uh, I, I want to know, audience, and, and you can certainly check in with us, but we'd like to know, like, have you ever been promised or committed something and then found out that it wasn't quite the deal that you expected on the back end? And how did you feel about that? How did you proceed? Did it change your character? Did you feel like you were a different person because of it? Yeah, I would have never hit meatballs. I would have ate them. You would have ate, ate them. You would ate the Fuck meatballs. Them. They, they fucked me enough to hide the meatballs. This was very true. This was very true. America, have you ever hit a meatball? America, if you've hit a meatball, where did you hide it? And did you ever recover it? That's what we want to know tonight. I don't know how many meatballs there was. I think it was at least a couple, uh, two or at three. At least four, probably. Maybe well, four. And and I questioned you about the fifth and sixth, but you said those I were ate them. I those ate were probably I was probably still hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Those meatballs. Yeah. Those meatballs were good, by They me. were good. Yeah. Fucking after a five hour trip, they weren't that good though. So so when we reflect, um, audience, on this story, what we want to understand is <laughs> were you ever wronged and did you make it right? Were you bitter because of your past experience or did you feel like going forward that you were you were going to change your outlook versus when you talk to somebody like, are they really telling you the truth? Do you trust them or do you feel like you now have a lack of trust in humanity because you were wrong? Send us a story when you got fucked by a car dealership. Tell us, tell us a car dealership. Or anybody. Every, nah, let's go car dealerships. Let's keep car, you want to stick it to car dealerships? Let's stick it to car dealerships. They're car dealerships thieves. are tough. Car dealerships are tough. Yeah, we thieves. don't feel good about that. Um, Who would you like to say to any honest person that worked for a car dealership? What's that? Who would you like to say to any audience members who might work for a Oh, anybody in the audience that works for car dealerships, I would say, you know, make a living, but watch your back. <laughs> you can be respectable and not have to rip off people. Yeah. There's a guy I actually follow on Facebook. It's called the Chevy Dude. And he tells you how to negotiate deals and shit like that. It's actually really cool. And he's like, don't overpay for, don't never overpay for sticker for a car. And matter of fact, that's how he, he said he lost his job at the dealership because the dealership wanted to charge over sticker for a car. And he's like, no, that's not right. And he said he wouldn't do it. I think that's how it went down. I, I, I kind of followed him after he got fired from the dealership. <laughs> But I think that's the way the story went. I'm not positive. Chevy Duty, if you're listening, you could uh, 
send us the actual factual story. But he, he does a lot of things. So now he owns his own used car lot. And he's and he tells you, hey, you know, don't don't buy this. Don't buy aftermarket shit like waxes and, you know, all that stuff to rip off tire care, all that stuff to rip off, you know. Mm. Yeah, surface care is a good one because they had the surface care on, which is supposed to be a protection. Of oh, no, that's job. a fucking rip. Yeah. Rip and then as we find out that they include that on every lease, but you don't need to pay for it. So so here's a here's another car story. And I'll share this based on a recent experience. Oh, and, yeah. Go, go ahead. And, I'm going to. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting one. Drain the main vein, if you want. Oh yeah, my sidekick is draining the vein, as he says, and I don't Remember, know. Remember, it's not sidecar. I don't know where that vein is, but we're not going to listen in on that. So, so audience, for those of you listening, um, I've had an opportunity to lease a car recently, and and the experience that I had was not very favorable. What ended up happening is is that. We went into a dealership and we had a, a, an existing lease with a uh, automobile company. I don't want to use their name, but their initials were F-O-R-D. Um, so you can figure that one out for yourself. Um, but we went into a dealership and, um, and we basically agreed on a price to lease a car for a 36-month, three-year term. And we signed a contract and we agreed on a monthly rate for three years. And we left there, um, we gave them our old um, FORD product, which was also a, um, a car that we were returning at the end of the lease. And that particular dealership um, told us that we were in good shape. We left with the new car. And the next morning we get home and we get home with the new car and we find out that the monthly rate that they promised us was not going to be honored after we both signed the contract. And I thought that that was um, very inappropriate and incorrect. And I felt that uh, you know there were some legal issues there too, but yet I did not know if I could hire an attorney or what the situation looked like. So I called the dealership folks and what ended up happening is, um, and just uh, my sidekick's back, um, you know, he had taken a little break. We went to lease a new car, they gave us a quote, we left there, gave them our old lease car, and then the next morning they call us and say, we're not gonna honor the contract you just signed that we both signed. We made a mistake. So how does a company that all they do is lease cars make a mistake on a lease they agreement they when that was not released until everybody looked at it, the finance manager, the sales manager, the general manager, and anyone else in the business that needs to authorize that. Now nah, these fucking dealerships, what it is, they don't have to honor company discounts and incentives at the same time. They don't have to. So somebody, obviously your salesman, gave you both deals or whatever's going on, gets through somebody, some nerd sparking, looking at the report saying, hey, what's this? He gave you both deals. Right. You should only have probably one or the two. So I get home, right? Yeah. So the next day and on my uh, voicemail, it said, you know, thank you for buying a vehicle from us. But the monthly rate that we quoted you cannot be honored and you need to return that vehicle immediately. So my question to them was, okay, will you still have the car I just turned into you, which by the way, had one more month left on the lease? Because being good citizens, we thought we would renew early. So we weren't cutting yeah, the old lease to- What the fuck are you talking about? To, we, we didn't want to abut the termination date to not give us enough time to negotiate. It has nothing to do with being a good citizen, though. <laughs> God bless America. I turned my lease in a month early. 
I love America. <laughs> so, folks, what I'm trying to say is I tried to do the right thing, but that automobile company that I will not share, initials F-O-R-D, they went ahead and told me I had to bring their lease car back. And I said, well, you have my car that I gave you, right? I can still drive that for another month because it had another month on the lease. And they said they unturned that off the lease and that was no longer an available option to me. So they're asking me to return a car, um, my new lease, without getting my old car back. So now I'm going to leave there without a car because the deal that we had that they agreed to, they were reneging on. I think that's Oh, easy on those words. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Don't use the N-word here. They were remexicing on. Oh, <laughs> hey now. Sorry. They were re-white boying on. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, but folks, this is <laughs> this is Can we delete that out of the uh This is definitely no, not no. They were reneging on it, and reneging, I think, is a word. It is a word. Uh, is, can we have a fact check here in the back? Reneging? Look it up. This we're, is not about... Delete, we're going to delete that, folks. We're going to delete this sidebar discussion because I don't think that... I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going off of Google. He's going off of if Google. If you look folks. it up on Google, that's what hits. Believe it on Google. So, so, folks, the reason we bring this up anyway, is to here, say, were you ever wronged at a car dealership? Right. And if a, you were, please send us and your And again, I'm going with my theory. If it's not red, it's not said. He had a contract that was red. And it was in, in printed, too. Printed fucking printed. shit that said, hey, this is your price. You can't bet. You can't argue that. No. When it's we red, both signed it. It's said. Right. Just remember, for everybody out there, your lesson. When it's red, it's said. When it's written, it's kidding. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> and the world. To the world. So if we can help you out, we're not... We're not what was your story? What was the ending? Uh, well, the ending was is that the dealership, which I'm not mentioning, F-O-R-D, um, they went ahead and called me two days later and said, you know what? After further thought, and let me tell you why there was further thought, folks. Um, I did not take no for an answer. I escalated, and I encourage everyone to escalate because what we did is this particular deal was under What's what the difference between escalating? Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. So this was this was an A plan, and Did for you those escalator <laughs> to get to your escalating. For those that know A plan that uh, have relatives that maybe that work in the automobile industry, A plan is an agreed upon price that the dealership must honor as long as you are either a relative, a friend. Um, you know, an acquaintance, somebody that would Government be official. under the umbrella of the Ford A Plan family. So I filed a formal complaint when I got home and I heard that they weren't going to honor this with the general manager of the A Plan family brand within the dealership I'm not going to mention, which is F O R D. And uh, what ended up happening is, is I think that might have got some attention that caused a stir at the dealership to say, this is bad press, we cannot allow this, and we have to honor the agreement that we originally put forth. So folks, save your paperwork from the dealership. Um, if you go in to rent a car, 
and they give you a flash drive, which is their trick these days. And when I say trick, they give you a flash drive of the documentation because if you look it up on Google, 93% of people that get a flash drive never look at it, never access it, and just trust that it's accurate. you got to go in, plug that into your computer, assuming you have one, print it out, and read through the pages because you're going to find that in many cases, it's not the same if agreement. If you ask for paper, they'll give you paper. But you know what? I wonder why this – and our facilitator is the, probably the last person to buy the new – no, other than you. But you, you said yours is on a flash drive. Did you get paperwork for your car? There was you, you don't know. I just, I don't care. Jesus, that's today's young society. That's why you get ripped off. Fuck me, just, just, yeah, he probably fucked you. He probably and fucked for those you. of you just tuning in, our facilitator got fucked. Anyway, the what I don't understand is when you, when you get paperwork from a car dealership, they still have a dot matrix printer there. Right. That prints Isn't out the that shit. crazy? I mean, who has that? Now, that's, they're the only people who still use a dot matrix printer You're right. left in America. Excuse me. Our other person's uh, going to use the restroom right now. And I'm going to stay silent because it sounds like he climbs up on a ladder when he pisses. So maybe you could hear it in the microphone here oh, when he starts. Oh, now he might have he might have a little pressure on him now. He might not be able to get, get it started. Oh, here it goes. Here, listen. At least we know it's a good aim when it's when you hear the water splashing like that. Because if you don't hear water splashing, that means I got a bad cleanup. You know, that's that's no good. No bueno on the missed shot. All right, what do we want to talk about next? We're talking about car dealerships fucking people. That's going to be a big topic. Know. I think it's going to be a hot topic. Uh, yeah, I, I put them on my pants. You didn't wash your hands, did you? No, I mean, they're clean. You are funky that way. Well. You know what? You always like using my Dawn soap here. But I got soap, and I even got the towels that you throw away, that throw away towels. Yeah. That you don't have to reuse somebody else's germ towel. Well, you know, but this is a good topic right here. How many folks, folks out there, you men, is your organ clean? And if it is, if it's always in your pants... And not touching door handles, doorknobs. People aren't shaking Sometimes it. Don't touch that. It's right over the waistband right. of the sweatpants. But my point is, is if it's not, Balls people aren't shaking it or touching it all day long. And maybe you're different, but it's not collecting bacteria. It's not collecting germs. It's probably the cleanest part of your whole body. 